This episode of Neon Black is brought to you by Fender Play. Hey, Shane, yes. you want to learn guitar? No. How about ukulele? Yes. There we go. There's something for everyone. Um, but our good friends over at Fender have developed Fender Play, which brings to you bite-sized lessons to learn at your own pace, which is kind of cool, and across multiple genres. So you only have to learn the music you like and on your schedule, with hundreds of songs and new ones being added every week. With world-class instructors, nonetheless, join Fender Play and learn the rest of Layla because your girlfriend hates you only knowing the three opening chords. For more information, go to fender.com forward slash play or download the app on Android or iOS. Neon Black, I'm Shane Gilmore. Um, I'm joined today with uh, co-host Ryan J. So and Mike Catherwood. Um, today we go in on... We talk a little, little more Affleck talk. He's treating into he's 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 slowly making the Neon Black Hall of Fame. Um, a little more Affleck talk. We talk about Louis C.K. I guess he had a show. He made made a 15 minute appearance at the cellar uh, last week um, and ended with a standing ovation. So just speculating on what's happening there. Um, and then we talk about Mike's hate for southwestern 90s rock, as well as a little bit of uh, a little bit of conspiracy theories on Colorado in general. You can catch us every Tuesday and Friday, um, as well as Creative Control on Mondays and the lovely ladies that live forever on Thursdays. Enjoy, Neon Black. So Ben Affleck. For the fourth week in a row, he's gonna grace the. I the we, we talk about him because I think generally speaking, the three of us enjoy Ben Affleck as an as an actor and a director. Right? Yeah, no problems with Ben. Affleck. He's a he's an interesting dude. Minus Ben Affleck, two thousand. He definitely has some. He definitely has some some had, substance abuse issues. He had a bad decade of movies too, like a full yeah, decade. No, we, uh, but I think that's, that's what we talked about. Is it, Shane brought up why do people hate on him? I said because he he dug his own grave. Yes. He made he had like six straight years of just <laughs> trash. Absolute horror. Now it's making sense. I wonder if he was in the throes of his addiction. Absolutely. Absolutely. During Probably. the Gili years. There's no question. There's no question. I mean, when you're when you're when your career is is escalating at like such a fast level and you, at the same time you're getting away with the stuff that ends up becoming a problem later on in life. Like that's all a part of it. You don't see it till after it's done. Like you don't notice. You know, by the time he made Geely, Paycheck, and Pearl Harbor, like over that five year span, like he didn't realize he was making like five fucking terrible movies in a row. <laughs> right. You know. And then or it's like, oh shit. <laughs> or did he? <laughs> I don't know. I feel bad for the guy. I do too. The story is pretty. The story is really depressing. The way it went down, it yeah. just seems. It started off. Leaving Nobu with a 22-year-old playmate. So, like, he's on the highest of highs. Yeah. <laughs> best, one of the best restaurants with <laughs> a playmate. He, and he comes walking out looking like he'd been, like... Pickled. Yeah. Like, he wasn't Ben Affleck in his best form. No, oh, he's holding... All the sake. Holding the smoke with his, Pants like, falling disheveled, off. disheveled clothing. Yeah. Like, didn't... Doesn't give zero fucks. And then, I, I actually... I think Jennifer Garner is one of the more attractive. She's one of my personal favorites. I just hung out with her last week. She's gorgeous. I did the I did the press junket for that new movie, her Peppermint. Oh, Peppermint. Yeah. She's she's is she pretty likable she's lady? Very likable and person? very very attractive. Very attractive. So, 
he went straight from Nobu to Jack and the to Jay and the B. Yeah, <laughs> looking for some MSBs, perhaps. No, he's getting he's getting. He, they actually have the the order, <laughs> the order? on video. Stop. He's it. like, I know an ultimate cheeseburger. I want an ultimate cheeseburger. Yeah, and fries. I. What are you like? That's I don't know if I know of anyone who's ever done straight from a restaurant to straight a fast from food Nobu? chain. Straight from like a thousand dollar meal to an eight dollar fast food junket. Like what? Well, the, the other thing is he was dating. He was dating like one of the main producers in SNL, like yeah, uh, and like a very successful there's, lady. There's some Lindsay Sh- Lindsay Snookus or Shookus. something like that. Shookus, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then all of a sudden, he seemed leaving, leaving Nobu with. And there was also things, obviously, that were came out about his marriage and his infidelities in his marriage as well. But he likes to party. It's it's there's, there's no question. Big gambling problem. Gambling so as well. Um, you know, he's he's from Boston. Double whammy. They do it. They do it hard. It's weird that Matt hasn't really. Like he seems, I think he parties a lot, but you just don't ever see it. I don't think so. You don't think he does? No, I saw him at a, a party once before, uh, uh, like pretty intimate. You know, it was a, someone else's birthday. It was a friend of Bianca's birthday, and he was there in relatively close quarters with me. And he just he doesn't strike me as the guy. Really? I mean, look, he's a different. Just because they're from Boston and they're friends and they're actors doesn't mean they're the same person. I mean, there are people from Boston that aren't alcoholics. <laughs> 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 that wasn't the point I was trying to make, but okay. Yeah, you're the. I guess no, but I, I mean, said it. like, it's got. I, it, it's, <laughs> I it's, mean, if you lived in Charleston, you'd probably want to drink a lot too. It, it, it's funny to poke fun, but the, the Irish uh, stereotype—it's a real thing. It it's is. It's a very, very real thing, and uh, the the statistics back it up. You know, and there's 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 cultures to the opposite. I, there's, I just don't Japanese. Know. I have no can't drink. I have no friends in recovery that are Jewish. It just doesn't overeating. So that's an interesting overeating one, a big problem in the Jewish community. Oh, but that's an interesting one though. But don't, don't you think par- portions of that are because of the way that uh, that religion is, and people are so worried about it, how everyone else feels about them? Do you think that just like maybe. recovery isn't something that they they do? Because I get that feeling definitely from the Muslim side, and I know they're very similar in that in that sense. Maybe, but. Maybe, but I also think that Jews. Okay, okay. I don't want to make general generalizations, but let's we all agree for the most part, Jews have their shit together. And if someone was did have a drinking problem, they would handle it. It wouldn't. They wouldn't allow it to spiral out of control for the sake of keeping up with the Joneses or, or keeping in the good graces of the community. You would have to handle that problem because it would cost you your job. It would cost you your family, and that shit doesn't go well. But that's the thing, right? You can be. You can consume the same amount of drugs and alcohol at any as any other addict, as long as you don't lose your job and you're generally not hurting the people around you. It's okay. Yeah, well, is there, that how how it works? There's societally, there's certainly functioning alcoholics. I mean, and drug addicts. Yeah, and drug addicts. I mean, that that does happen, but um, typically, typically, you know, and and this is I wouldn't even say typically. Overwhelmingly, the case is that the disease is progressive one. You know, you don't. Gets you may worse, be you yeah. may be a functioning drug addict for some time, but that doesn't last. No, that can't last forever. Yeah. I knew this dude. I used to work with this guy um, who was legendary surfer, uh, big in the in the seventies. He was part of the group that were like that were smuggling heroin over to Hawaii back and forth in their yeah. surfboards, and uh, and he what he does or what he did at the time. He's probably like seventy now. Um, him and his girlfriend would go to like 
Bali for a month and mm-hmm. do smack. And that's the only time he could do it. And he was fine for the rest of the year, allegedly. Have you ever heard of something like that working? Yeah. And he's not work. a drug addict. But he was a drug addict prior. Like he used to be a mess. And that's how he controls his habit, he says. I, then I, he, uh, he's not typically a, a, an actual drug addict because yeah. that, doesn't, mm. that doesn't work. Gotcha. There's plenty of guys who drank fucking all day, every day, did bumps of coke every day when they're in college. You know, frat guys and stuff. And they're, you're, they're not drug addicts. They're just, were party animals and then came out of it. Yeah. Um, I, know, I know those guys. I mean, I, I, George. Listen, <laughs> listen, 90%, the, the, regardless of what Dare and Nancy Reagan would like you to believe, 90% of the people who use cocaine use it like monthly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, hey, man, we're going to hit the club. Let's go to Vegas. Let's get some bumps. Those people aren't drug addicts. They just happen to use a drug that is really powerful. Same um, Opiates is different. It typically will, even if you're not a drug addict, it will kind of make you dependent. And that's the problem we're seeing with yeah, a Yeah, there's, there's less addictive qualities to cocaine versus heroin. Heroin, well, no, heroin, it, it changes chemically. Still, chemically, it changes you. I mean, it really, the opiate that, stuff, the opiate-based stuff, it, it will take a non-drug addict and it'll make you dependent pretty quickly. Yeah, the withdrawals yeah. from heroin are allegedly the worst. Yeah, but, but they can manage them medically now. Yeah, so you don't yeah. Even have to no, we them. talked about this. The worst, the is worst alcohol. is alcohol. Yeah. I mean, well, the, the worst as far as danger. Yeah, danger. danger to your body. The worst feeling is still, yeah, the opiate stuff, I, uh, it's terrible. It's a terrible feeling. But the most dangerous is alcohol, yeah, by far, by far. No one dies from heroin. Uh, Overdose. Oh, no. I no. mean, uh, <laughs> yeah, people, a lot of people, yeah, a lot of people die that. Um, yeah. No one dies from heroin, uh, opiate withdrawal. They, you don't die from that. People all the time die from alcohol withdrawal. Yeah. It's weird too, because we've, I think we've talked about it before, but heroin, for whatever reason, if you can, you can get past it, those guys always look fine. It does something, not fine, amazing. They look like, like go down the list of, of non stimulant addict, drug, famous drug addicts. Okay. So let's go down the list. These are all people, at least men, that were addicted to heroin. And now look at them Robert Downey Jr., Robert Downey Jr., Chris Cornell. I mean, obviously, the late, pre, the pre, late, pre, pre death. death. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Chris Cornell, amazing looking. Mm-hmm. Um, Anthony Kiedis. Yeah. That's um, a good one. Ozzy Osbourne looks pretty good. No, he does not. <laughs> and Ozzy Osbourne, Ozzy Osbourne loves cocaine. <laughs> oh, it's cocaine. And, and meth. Yeah. Oh, it was meth too. I thought I mean, it was heroin. Ozzy Osbourne used everything. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but he was definitely a stimulant addict. Bob, Ozzy Osbourne loves blow. Still. I don't think so. He I mean, can't I fuck I, with it now. No, right? no, he, ba- he battles his addiction. addiction. I mean, yeah. uh, Ozzy's has long stretches of sobriety, and then he'll fall off the wagon. And you know, yeah. I, I think it's tough when you're Ozzy Osbourne. It's got to be really hard. Yeah, because you're in that life. And when, when wait, I mean, yeah, but he's not just a musician. He's Ozzy. Yeah, you know, he's celebrated for being a fucking maniac. maniac yeah, you know? it'd be like if Lemmy tried to get clean. You know, it just it doesn't make sense. And there's this a perfect example of, of, of a prime functioning addict. Absolutely. Like, from, till I mean, till or he passed, was, but yeah. yeah. But he killed himself. You know, it's a fatal disease, and, yeah. and it just, he lasted longer than most. Eventually it gets you. Um, sure. But it, you, you go down the list of, of heroin addicts, it's something about those, it just doesn't damage you. It'll kill you. Yeah. It'll destroy your life. That's what they say, right? Because heroin is essentially something, it, it doesn't ruin your body 
most of the time when people die, it's because they did too much. Yeah, or it doesn't, doesn't, no, you doesn't know, a lot of it, a lot of it, what we're seeing now is is polysubstance stuff. When you, you mix the uh, mixing, oh, mixing, barbiturates yeah. with the, uppers and downers yeah. going, yeah. And the benzos, when and you take a benzo. Pill, and the problem is everybody takes sleeping pills these days. So everyone that takes everyone that takes Percocet or fentanyl is also taking Ambien or, or is also taking Valium. And you mix those two, it's only a matter of time. It's Heath Ledger. Go down the list of all the like famous yeah. celebrity deaths. Patton Oswalt's wife, Prince. God rest her soul, Prince, Tom Petty. You go down Is the, that how Patton Oswalt's wife died? Mm-hmm. Oh wow! I thought she had cancer or something. No fentanyl. That's what you know. What's crazy too? That's what they say is that people. I remember like when people, he's a good dude. By the way, yeah. sorry to interrupt. He, you. He, I I absolutely love Patton Oswalt. Man, he couldn't. I mean, how, he has no business being as nice to me as he is, and he's like how just the wild is guy. this? How wild is this? Not, I know we're talking about drugs, but it's something a little different. But like, so like, what you know? What happened with her? Right? She was she had like dedicated her life to 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 uh, to investigating that Golden State killer. Mm-hmm. And wrote oh, that right. book, and it was like a almost it was pretty much a closed case. And she had like unearthed all this shit. She dies, and they caught and him. Like three months later, they they caught him as like yeah. a seven or a fifty year old cold case. This was yeah. last That's year, wild. wasn't it? Yeah, With this ancestry. just happened. Yeah, it's That's wild. They turned out being an ex. It was an ex cop. Yeah. It was an ex cop. That That's all of a sudden everyone's like, oh yeah, he he did a lot of weird shit. Like there was, you know, he threatened to kill me. And all, but that is that's just a crazy story. Yeah, it's pretty wild. It's it's a bummer that she wasn't around to see him get captured after all that. Can you imagine? Yeah, like you dedicate no, your life's no work payoff. to something, and well, it was like that. It was like that it. Jinx documentary where like they got to catch him on camera. Yeah, they got to catch him on camera admitting it. Like you don't, you're talking about years of this guy like coming from the most powerful family or one of the most powerful pa- families in the United States and getting away with all these murders, and then they even like made a movie on it and all this thing. And then like, oh, the guy out of nowhere is like, make a documentary. I'm talking about Robert Durst, the, the oh, jinx yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah. And they catch him on, and it's so scary when they catch him too, because you're actually worried for the for the documentarian's life. Right. You're like, yeah. oh shit, what if this guy has a gun in his backpack? Like, because we, we know he killed all these people. Yeah. It's wild. That's and he true. like axe murdered some people and like chopped yeah, up into bits and shit. he cut that guy up and, and put him yeah. in the Gulf of Mexico. Yeah. And then somehow sold the jury that it was like self-defense. That's the craziest shit ever. Money. <laughs> um, it's not the craziest. It's money usually. Well, originally for has sure. Has a lot to do with it. Originally with that first murder, absolutely. Uh, in in other news, I, I'm a little surprised this is happening this fast, but this is something that we kind of said. Louis C.K. did uh, he did stand up last night for the first time since. Where since was it? At the cellar. Yeah. Where's the cellar? New, New York? York City. New York. He wasn't yeah. booked. He just came out. Right. I'd imagine. I don't think someone like him gets booked for the cellar. Right. You don't. You when you're that up. big, you don't. The only thing you book show is your up. your specials, and you know, like, like when you go on tour, mm-hmm. and they, that's how they that's how huge they venues. And yeah. Shit, yeah. Well, you go on tour. I mean, you you book a a a comedy tour, and your agent sets up fifty dates. And usually, when they show Columbus, spots like this, they're working on Columbus, right? Minnesota, but at the store in L.A. or the Improv. <laughs> Those are some weird. The cellar is the place that's on his show all the time, right? Where he goes to on a show. Yeah, that's the one where you go. Yeah, the Carolines. Cellar, yeah, Carolines or yeah. Carolines Comedy Cellar. Yeah. Those are the most interesting two places you chose. Like, no, oh, there's tour there, Columbus, there's huge, Minnesota. There's huge comedy towns that are just in the middle of the country. Uh, Phoenix, Columbus, Minnesota. These are big, big comedy towns. They're not big cities, but they're great because. They have a couple college good clubs. They have a couple good clubs. They have, maybe it's a college town. There's there's these places like comics know to go to, you know, and um, and only five of them are big cities, you know. But you know, it's there is obviously the Atlantas, the Dallas, 
Sure. But but a lot of the play, you know, and, and you'll sell out there because on a Saturday night, if you're Chris D'Elia and you come into um, Madison, going on, yeah. Madison, like you're fucking, that's game, recognized game right there. <laughs> yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying? That's the biggest thing going in, so, in this. So he showed up, he did a 15 minute set, got a standing ovation on the way out. Uh, and I was thinking about this. In the, it was, a lot of that's New York, though. Yeah, Let's yeah, remember, exactly. he's, 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 that's where he's not from. only a famous comic, I mean, and really well respected. He's he's so New York. Mm-hmm. He's like a Robert De Niro figure. Like people identify Louis as being a New York figure. You know. Well, I also wonder too if, and and I think like you could speak to this more than any of us, Mike. But from what it seemed like, from just what I saw from like Dave Chappelle and from uh, who else? Who was that? Sarah Silverman? Kind of seemed to give him a little more or less a pass in, in some ways. Do you think that part of that is because this happened inside comedy and co- most comedians are so fucked up in the first place that something like no, this isn't that big of a deal? That's true. No, because he was in, started being an asshole. To this people. is the reason why it happened is because it one, what Louis did was immoral, but what happened to him, him getting blacklisted, was all because of the timing and him being, you know, essentially mentioned in the same breath as a Harvey Weinstein or a Matt Lauer. And the reality is, is he didn't do anything all that bad. He did. Uh, it's gro- a little creepy. It's a little creepy and gross. I, I, it's I super told, creepy. I told Jason before the podcast what I put Louis in the same category as I put Aziz and I put uh, no, it's Chris worse Hardwick. than Aziz. Uh, well, no, it's just that I do. I wouldn't want someone doing it to my daughter for by any stretch of the imagination. But it's not actionable. It's way worse than Aziz. Why? I'll tell you why. Because uh, Aziz was within the boundaries of a date. I'm not saying that's what he did was was right. You're talking about pe- people would come into the room and he would pull his dick out and start jacking off in front no, no, of no. them. No, no, no. This is one. Gnarly. This is one issue, one instance, and it was they were invited back to his hotel room and they agreed to go. They were in private in his hotel room. He asked them if he could jack off in front of them. They they thought he was joking. They thought, which is which is reasonable. Seemed, it's yeah, reasonable. It's that reasonable. Seem like- but when he started, they didn't tell him to stop. Now again, I'm not I'm not defending Louis C.K. What he did, I, I'm gross, and that's. A gross behavior. I would never do that to a woman. But, but let's be clear. He's not. You just adjust yourself. Right I did now. adjust my dick. Um, <laughs> let's let's be clear. He's not. He, he didn't did. sexually assault someone. But I, he's but, just but creepy. It's the, something the, the that problem, if you were in public, if that would have happened in public, he would have gotten arrested. Like where the disease and start thing, you, you're not going to get. You I beat no off this way. morning. If I did that in public, I would have gotten you didn't arrested. Beat off in front of somebody that had no. In front of somebody that that. No, but you're saying- just, And it didn't just happen just one time. Just it happened because multiple times. Just because some, yes, but the one time they got in trouble for was for one single instance. I remember so, when but, it, the, but the act itself isn't, the act itself is pretty egregious, but the real problem is the abuse of power. He abused his power Yeah, in no a one's putting up with that of Louis C.K.'s, uh, if you know. Just, if it's you or me, yeah. like that girl's probably punching us and walking out of the room, but there's- I mean, you're you're more in the industry than well, you're definitely in the industry, and we're not. But I, there's got to be a, a, a the power dynamic is insane in the film and movie industry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I got to imagine people do. Lucy K was easily the most powerful guy in comedy at that time. No and question. I don't think people. Would no, s- not not the most, but he's he well, was. Chappelle wasn't really back yet. He was way more powerful than those two girls. Who was bigger than him? Chappelle wasn't really back in yet. in two thousand. Seven or whatever that when that happened. Two thousand seven through two through two thousand ten. Who's more powerful than Louis? Louis K was uh, at the top lot. of the food chain. No, at, everybody at, at said that it. Time, at everybody that time, said it. At that time, he was still he's always been one of the most well respected. He was not even close to the most. Dude, at that time, it was like Dane Cook. 
I guess you're right. Yeah, well, no, oh, yes. seven, no, Cook was done by 07. It would have been like I, Jerry I mean, Seinfeld. I can name, Seinfeld, I can name yeah, a million people. Chris yeah. Rock. Um, I don't think but, he, but that's kind of the, uh, the whole, a uh, big part of this entire thing is the power dynamic is way skewed towards this guy where this girl as the, the, the thoughts that are going through her head are, if I say something, I might be ostracized. I might and fuck my done. Career. I might fuck yeah. my career up. So why do I just tolerate this behavior and wait and politely leave? Or do I stick up for myself and potentially ruin any prospects I yeah, have? Of and a that, that's fucked. I mean, that, and that's a long and short of it. There, and that, he it's knows totally, it. it's totally fucked up. And he admitted to abusing his power in that situation. He when he apologized, that was what he came out and said. I just think comedy. And granted, it would have been different if you went a little farther. But I think most comedians, one of the reasons they they and from from what I from what I can tell, most comedians that are really good, they come up with a lot of personal turmoil in uh-huh. both uh, emotionally and the way they were raised. Usually, and like Spade, Spade's a prime example of somebody who had a rough rough going of it, and they they channel that into becoming a comedian. And they're so I think they're, they're I think either. you're able to to deal. I I think it's. I think the the tolerance threshold is a is a lot larger. Yeah, there's also a lot it's of comedians. A, are a lot like, of fucked up people. You, yeah. you can tell like a lot of comedians. They're either not very attractive or they got made fun of when they were younger and they abuse those. That's situations. why I don't know why Mike's becoming a comedian because he <laughs> doesn't fall under either. Yeah, you're like too good. <laughs> You'd be looking like the to be only good looking comedian. No, that's not true. There's really good looking. Who? Comedians. I feel like in a roast battle, that would be the first thing. Yeah, they would, would just make you. fun of you for being good looking. Like you're way too good looking to be and a up lot here. of meth jokes. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think I think. I mean, I, I first off, I'm not becoming a comedian. I got. Or, into I'm comedy. sorry. You know, like no, I'm not trying to say like I am a comic. How dare you're still a begin. You're still scratching the surface. Three, four years in, I'm like a year in. So I'm not exactly like, you know. <laughs> Yeah. Someone who can say that I like have yeah, immersed they, myself in the world of comedy, but sure. but um, I I got into it because it's I work in the entertainment industry and I work saying speaking, and I'm I'm finding it harder and harder to get the ability to speak myself to speak my mind completely freely without a producer. Or some executive, or uh, you know, some showrunner that has notes that they're going to make, and if not, actually write a script that I have to read. Um, I, I have to really kind of watch myself because I know that the things I say they they, they can't just be what I want to say. They have to be what I want to say within the context of the given project. And so I got into comedy because there is none of that. It's really right. the last bastion of hope to being, because even like writer, even published writers, you have to kind of edit yourself to the publishers, to the people, you know, they're, you're, they're not going to sell your book uh, on Amazon if you're a complete wild man. I even heard Chuck Palahniuk, you know, this is a really well-respected oh, yeah, writer. He was just on, uh, on Rogan. Rogan. He was yeah. just talking about how, you know, it's, he can't fully write how he wants to write. It, it goes through, which is wild because he writes about some fucking crazy right. shit. I mean, so do the real Fight Club. Oh right, right, right. And he wrote Fight Club and Choke and Choke, and, yeah. And, and so he even he has admittedly gone. You, you go through an editing process: the publisher, your manager, an attorney, people. And then if they turn into a screenplay, then 20th Century Fox. They all have these this ability to kind of manipulate what you want to say and how you say it. 
Um, and I'm not bitching and moaning, but that that's the reality of how I make a paycheck is like I say the things I want to say within the context of what NBC Universal feels is appropriate. Yeah. You know? Um, so I got into comedy because that that was a, an outlet to say, even look, say the things you can't say on access. Not, or whatever. It's not even like I just need to say all this dirty shit. No. No, but but even just to write a know. joke and to <laughs> To write a joke and or, or to have a thought and to have no one in between me and the microphone, um, that was very liberating. Uh, even look, even on Instagram, I'm not. I can't be fully how I can't do or say the things I fully want to say. I mean, That's why I, you go to the Cooler Breaker. Exactly. No, there's a lot of there's a lot of liberty in like yeah. putting making a character. Totally. Not you told me it was Cooler Breaker though. You get pretty decent heap of shit. I'm sure from the Latin community. No. No, they love them. They, they love, love you because yeah. of it. Really? Because people coming up to them. Yeah, they love it. Do you you don't you don't feel like no one's giving you anything about being racist or anything? No. 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 He's Mexican. We well, no, but even, matter, even that though, but you're most people probably most people probably don't know that because I have a white last name and I'm not full. You know, it's not like I'm kind of That's ethnically right. you know, ambiguous. You, you didn't get hired once because you weren't Mexican <laughs> um, enough. It's and true. It's That's probably because right. your middle name is Dwight, by the way. Is that your middle name? Yeah. yeah. Oh wow, he's he's like a president's name. That's Michael amazing, Dwight Michael Dwight Catherwood. Yeah, yeah, you should have. I'm a dignitary. Yeah, MDC um, running for office. Um, but uh, the, uh, you know, I try very hard to make it more of an homage, not a brown minstrel act. You know, like I, I, I that that honestly, that would really fuck me up if I ever got like, hey, you know, that really is insulting. That character is insulting, or that character's uh, offensive. I always want. I always looked at it as like I. I saw this colorful world uh, of like the the sub, specifically like Southern California Chicanos, like this amazing colorful world that never ever 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 gets represented. Right. Um, not since Cheech and Chong have you seen like East LA ever be even. Dude, we talk about this. It's so wild. You know? How many Mexican actors are there? Yeah, Michael, Michael Peña gets everything. every role. Yeah, yeah. like real. Mexican. Well, there's a lot it's comedy, just, but, but that are drama, yeah. war. Like, doesn't matter. He's, he's like, the guy. Like Cliff Curtis is even Mexican. He gets half the Mexican. He roles. might be the most talented. That's why though. Peña's hilarious. Michael Peña's really he's great. Really he's great dramatically too. Really talented. But every role is I Michael Peña really likes Rudy. Michael Peña personally does. He? Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. I can see that. It is interesting though, and it's like Native American, Native American or Mexican. Like if you were competent as an actor, I feel like you could get. A decent amount of roles, just because there's not that many. Well, there's, there's a lot of there it. back in the old days. There was a lot of talented Mexican actors for that, sure that played the yeah, names. Blue Diamond yeah. Phillips used to get every role. Um, your Anthony, buddy Anthony Quinn. Anthony well, yeah, Quinn. I have, your a, I have a buddy that's a, that's an actor, and like his last name's Rodriguez, and he yeah. was going by like more of a like a uh, Anglo last name. And I was like, you're an look idiot. At, look at Training Day. Your... The, the main cholo in Training Day is a Middle Eastern yeah. guy. No, Cliff Curtis is he's from New Zealand. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah he's, he, I thought he's a Kiwi, but he's but he's. Pakistani, you might, but he's Kiwi. He's Pakistani. He speaks with a heavy, yeah, the heavy. Uh, you know, like, no, he's uh, he's Maori. Is he? Yes, he's Maori. Yeah, it's wild. I didn't, I didn't realize that either because he plays a lot of Middle Eastern roles. He gets a ton of terrorist roles. I thought no, but I thought his mom was Pakistani. That's another, that's another maybe, but he's, too, where they kind of like recycle this. the same actors. Yeah. This guy, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, as a New Zealand actor, I thought he was Maori, but for better for worse. Yeah, he's married sure. descent. So with the tribal affiliation. <laughs> either way, um it's a yeah, it's a weird thing. Like I just thought I always wanted to pay homage to a culture and, and really elevate it more so than ever try to make it. Like I said, I even when I was trying to sell it as a TV show, um, that was something we would say in the in like board meetings. Like I would talk to like Ed Helms and stuff and um 
he's like, this is like this, we need to make it very clear. This is not a, a minstrel act, you know, like this is not, it's like, Hey, look at these wacky Mexicans. You yeah. Know, like, yeah. Yeah. Totally. Not, was, not appropriating culture for lack sure. of a better term. Speaking of Joe Rogan, did you, and I don't know how I missed this. I think it was like uh, last month. Did you see Macaulay Colgan was on there? Yeah. That was wild. Listen to a bit of it. I did too. Yeah. That was wild. I've never it's heard very him. Wild. I've never. I've never heard him talk before. He's kind of an interesting guy. Yeah, he seemed. They kept making it a big deal. Like I was reading that, that how normal he was, and I actually didn't think he was that normal. I didn't think he was normal at all. I thought he was trying very hard to be normal, and it was like you know. I, I think just, he was, felt very uncomfortable. I think he feels very uncomfortable in the world. Yeah, I think he's very aware. Yeah, I think in general though, like how many child actors are now just normal? That were no, yeah, so it's, it's really it's, massively no successful. It's not, a, few. it's not a good thing for hand, somebody when they're young. Jason, Jason Bateman is like the only one I can think of. Yeah. That's I mean, still you, and I, you and I have kids. Like it's crazy. I couldn't imagine like all the things you go through growing up to infuse like being the most famous person on the planet. On top of that, well, and the punishment reward system goes right out the door. That's what I mean. Like <laughs> how do you how do you how do you punish your son when he's richer than you? Yeah. And you like they can do and, and it's they want. And more so than the money because you don't even understand money. I didn't understand money until I was like but a teenager. Fame. It's it's the it's the people kissing your ass. You're on a, you know, you're on a pedestal. Like little kids should not have a bunch of adults kissing their ass, and it that's, makes that's, you that's really I mean. fucked up. That screws up the idea of trying to just understand how society works. Right. Well, yeah, because a normal kid grows up and reacts the way people react to him. Right. right, that's what you learn, and that yep. gets taken away from you when you get when you grow up with some type of celebrity because you're only getting positive reinforcement for anything you do, even which if you're isn't wrong. good for kids. That's what I mean. <laughs> like it's not that's not a good well, thing. Well, I think that's there. We're starting to see it on a smaller scale with just all kids because of the whole like everybody gets a trophy, um, participation, no strikeouts, you know, yeah. like no, we're not keeping score type stuff. If you're just constantly positive with without the idea of risk or um, risk or or failure, uh, it's really really. I think in general, even under, under the age of not even just kids, but under under the age of thirty, I think you have a hard. It's rare that you see people adjust to fame correctly under a certain age. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, obviously, it's worse with kids. I, I just think it depends. It depends. I think on the if, upbringing. I think. Also, I think if you get like if you get famous twenty two, if you have enough failure, it keeps you in check. Because that's all that you really need. It's it's great when you get that one big role and you're and it's awesome. But you also you also have to be shit on a couple of times. But even guys so like that, but even guys like Zac Efron, who hasn't really had like a like a like a public meltdown or anything like a ton oh, of things happened. To rehab. But yeah, he oh yeah he did get, did he end up going to rehab? Yeah, Zac Efron had a real drug problem. I didn't know that. I didn't mm-hmm. know he went to rehab. That's interesting. But I was going to say, you can still tell though, he's not quite adjusted correctly. Like you see him in interviews and stuff. And he doesn't know how to react to jokes sometimes. And he's very talented. He's super talented. Yeah. He's a super talented dude. But I think a lot of that comes from... Minus the fact that every single movie's in, they have to talk about how good he looks. Yeah, they have to make off. him... Like, but look at like Clooney, right? Clooney, the reason Clooney's a G because he didn't get famous until he was like 42. I know. And, he, and, and that's hear, why he's a G. Hear and it shows. Stories like Warren Littlefield <laughs> talks about how Clooney got roles. I mean, yeah. the guy's a grinder. The totally. guy's a real deal grinder. I just want to be one of his 17 best friends. I do. I know, right? <laughs> I'd love to be Clooney's best friend. Um, oh, speaking of Clooney, you remember... Clooney's got... The, he's number one... He, got, he made the most, he's the number one paid actor this year and he didn't make a single movie. Yeah, because all the endorsements. Casamigos so, yeah. sold 100 and something million. Oh, did he have points in it? Yeah, he owned half of it with Randy Gerber. Yeah. Randy oh, wow. Gerber. Him and Randy Gerber. They owned it. They owned Damn. it together. That's Randy Gerber, another guy. I want that guy's life. Like, he, he's had a good life. 
He's really good looking. And he can run around and you would not know who he is. That's the other great part. But like he gets to, like he's had two kids with Cindy Crawford. And she, who, and by one, the way, is Stella Smoke Show. Yeah, she's still amazing. I was at uh, Bill Lawrence's house. He's a showrunner for, he did like Spin City and um, Scrubs. And yeah. he's like a big, big TV producer. Um, he also was the executive producer and showrunner for Undateable, my wife's most recent show on, on NBC. So we got invited to these like, kick-ass celebrity parties at Bill Lawrence's house and the whole Crawford Gerber family shows up and his oldest daughter, who's got to be like 16, it's- She's stunning. It's an issue. Kaya is stunning. Kaya, it's an issue. It's stunning. Like, cause you, you're how like- How hot she is. I, I'm not going to sit here and be like, dude, I had to fight it off. I mean, she's a 16-year-old girl. Yeah. You know that. You look at her, you're like, that's a, a girl. But- it's it no, I'm, no it's, she's like a it's she's weird like a because hybrid version of her mom. It's she's weird because your mind mom. your mind plays tricks on you because you, your your left brain recognizes it's a child. You yeah. go like so. I you, you, there's no appeal. There's no sexual attraction, but at the same time, she's so attractive, and she's six feet tall, and you're like. I, you almost, it's like it's a well, weird. It's an awkward, it's awkward feeling. Too, like because a weird, she does look so much like her mom. But like right. I said, it's like a hybrid. She's almost better looking than her mom, She's which is really, really good looking. And so it's like, it almost like if you have nostalgia attached to Cindy Crawford, you can't, you know, you're like, whoa, shit. But yeah, you're it's right. Like, it's like, it's like, a, like uh, I hear my friends who are in war, like when you see something crazy, like a body's blow up or something, like your mind doesn't know how to deal with it. You don't know how to you're make- equating war, <laughs> You're yeah. equating war trauma to PTSD to, uh, to Kaya Gerber. <laughs> no, 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 not the PTSD. The actual instance of looking at it, like your brain doesn't know how yeah, to make sense of something. Saying. Yes. Like I don't know, you don't know how to make sense of a 16 year old girl like that. You're like, I don't understand. I don't get it. Why does that even, what is, what is that? Is that a minotaur? Side note, real quick. Is that a minotaur? Uh, it's a quick, unicorn. Real quick edit to what you just said. They don't know the exact price, but it was sold Casamigos was sold for between seven hundred and one oh, billion geez. dollars. Billion, one B with a B. Already, that dude's making. Diageo it. bought it, but which is that Diageo is like a huge distributor for billion seven hundred million oh and one God. billion. And already, already, his net worth he's making like that was three hundred million. Yeah, he's already getting paid like twenty million a, a picture, Not, and like owns a castle on Lake Como. And yeah. wow, I'd think his asshole. Good for him, dude. <laughs> He's really into would. that. You heard that. He's into that. I would. Who's not? Yeah. But he got like called out a couple times. It's funny. Uh, I always hate on my friends who were like, you do that? I was like, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Where have you been? Well, now, yeah. All the kids are doing it. All the kids are doing it. Isn't ass eating season with it's like no vowels? Season. Fucking Tom no Brady vowels? does it, dude. It's, it's as American as it can get now. <laughs> yeah, Tom Brady yeah. does it. It's over. Some celebrity. Tr- it is true. Some celebrity use that as a pickup line on my wife. What? Like, I just want to lick your asshole. <laughs> I forgot who it was. And I don't want to miss, I don't want to miss. Quote yeah, you don't is. want to mess up who that was? Yeah, because like if I, I have, pretty creepy. I've heard yeah. that pickup line before. While have, you guys were married? I'm, I may or may no, not no, have no, friends no, no. that have this used is, that, that pickup line. It doesn't really work very well. No, but this was like a big celebrity. So like he, I'm sure was, he was drunk he was, or something. He was like right? a slang and dick guy. And he came up to her at a party. He's like, I just listen. I just was, it, was it someone in Leo's Pussy Posse? Probably was. That's it what, was that sounds it like. Was, a, it sounds like some part. Like it was like Tobey Maguire, Lucas Haas, or one of those dudes. It was in that level. No, yeah. it was like it was like an A list. Who at the time, it? especially? You said someone else had like a crazy crush on your wife too. I don't can't remember what it was. Someone had a crush? Like just oh yeah, she lived, she lived with her. she lived with Paul Walker. They were together. No, they. No, they he was her. with 
he was with another girl and Bianca lived with that girl and they all lived in the same, like a house, when she, after a couple years after no, moving you, to I can't remember who you yeah, said. You right? said on mic though. I can't remember who it was that has had a- Ray Liotta. Oh, Ray Liotta. Ray Liotta. That was great. Ray that was great. From the show. You're that girl. <laughs> you're that, you're, you. You thought you were- you You're thought that you girl. Were, uh, he thought you were Landon Donovan. Donovan. Yeah. Speaking of speaking of of <laughs> just funny. dope shit, uh, we finally got a preview for for the long awaited third season of True Detective this week. God damn! Thank God it's back. Oh my god! I got all sorts of feels from that, and it was a teaser too. And I was like, I'm done. I don't need to see anything else. When does it, it doesn't Send come me the out? Bill. It's over with. <laughs> it doesn't come out to January of next year, unfortunately. It's okay. There's some great stuff coming this fall and into HBO future. needs great stuff coming this, this week. Back. This week, yeah. What's coming Ozark. this week? Ozark. Oh, yeah, Ozark is coming back. Ozark yeah. two weeks. We get Deuce is coming Deuce. back in two weeks. Yeah. Have, you, have you seen Deuce? Yeah, fuck yeah, love it. Deuce is back. I dropped the Deuce this morning, bro. <laughs> Had to be a poop. Have you ever gotten in interview David Simon? No. That'd be a good. That'd be a fun conversation. Would. He's an interesting fun, cat. Yeah. I gotta say, dude, I've, I've always been impressed with you, but I watched your Sean Spicer interview, and it was one of the more impressive things I've seen you do. Oh, thank you. Professionally. I've seen you do all, I've, I've got tons of video. It's just weird. I think I've got I, tons of video. <laughs> I know, I know him so intimately now because he sends his videos of him pooping and it's like I'm watching you be serious with spicy. You guys was, never was respond to that. Why, why do you think that is Mike? <laughs> what do you trying, want us to respond to it? Like it's kind of like, do you the, don't uh, laugh at least a little. <laughs> I think I, big, smile, I smile, but there's <laughs> other ones I definitely don't laugh at. I think Shane and I are like, we're like PTSD with them Dude. right now. Like we're just hoping if we don't laugh at it, it'll stop happening. The best was though, the other, Jason sent you something last week and you're like, you're poking the bear, huh? That was fucking <laughs> hilarious. Cause I was like, oh fuck, we're fucked. We're over. It's over. <laughs> I, uh, I appreciate that you liked uh, my interview with Sean Spicer because uh, I, you know, I, I like to be goofy. I really do. I mean, I actually love it. Um, and I have a very adolescent side yeah. uh, to my, to me, but it's also nice to try to be an intellectual. I think somebody. that's what's funny I though, because I think you, you can get away with like. I feel like you can kind of hit them with the left hook. They don't see it coming because you are pretty funny, and you you're kind of goofy. And if you watch your social media, you don't really get that serious very often. So when you kind of came with it, it was. I you can almost, tell it you, almost like you. Caught I can tell you that I was. He's the press secretary of the United States of America. Yeah, that's you know, big. it's incredible. I can tell you though, and not that I'm not that I'm, you know. Not that I've had a ton of experience with this, but I've been impressed since I've gotten to know you how uh, how uh, well rounded you are with the way that you 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 do shit. Like oh, you're you. not you're not a one trick pony. It's oh. impressive. Well, I appreciate that. I didn't know you did impressions until we started the show. I'm not even talking about that stuff. <laughs> I didn't know I, I did impressions until we started this show. Like I didn't know I was doing impressions. I just did Alex Jones, and you guys are like, it sounds it sounds just like him. Is what, that, what, is what, that how we, we sounded? Yeah, is Jesus that how we Christ. sounded? Are we sneaking heroin over know, our surfboards? Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Just because we're from OC doesn't mean we're bros. Apparently that was a big thing, sne- sneaking heroin over in surfboards. That was a big deal sweet. in the 70s. It's pretty gangster. It's, it's bold. Well, you know who got, you know, you know who got busted for it? Uh, Christian Asoy. That's how, why he did his jail stint. Was, he got busted smuggling awesome. heroin over from, from Hawaii. I wonder if, they, if that worked because TSA didn't know how much a surfboard weighed. Well, no, you don't. It didn't. They, they just didn't think to break it open. They didn't know how it really worked, like because it's glassed. You know what I mean? So it's epoxy, but, but yeah. that would make it heavier. No, not if they didn't. It, I don't think like Depending if you spread it out, it probably wouldn't there, be yeah. that heavy. Um, and if you did it on, like a longboard or something, like yeah, that's you know. true. Longboards are heavier. Uh, but yeah, it's pretty wild. Um, your boys, I'm not really a Metallica fan. You guys love. Them. I respect them. I respect yeah. them. 
they're they're getting to kind of a weird stage in their career. I think they can't. They kind of got to. I'm not trying to stick up for them. I'm not trying to defend them. Who's going to buy a Metallica watch? Is my question. Kids in Mexico City. Kids Dude, in South yeah. America, kid, you know what I'm saying? It's a kid, Nixon watch too, so that I feel like that. And and by the way, some of them look kind of cool. Like the all the black the all album black one looks like pretty dope. So. The all black one's cool. Some of them are a little cheeseball, cheesy. Yeah. But, but uh, I think look, Metallica's got to do something. Look, there's a reason why you're starting to see the Eagles, the hardcore watch line with Nixon. That's pretty gay. You're starting to see it's not, the Eagles, it's not homosexual, and um, beige bangers, John Fogerty, and you know, fill in the blank. They need to start touring again because they were probably making. No, these are terrible, dude. There's nothing cool about any of these. Metallica's on tour right now. Right. <laughs> but my point being look, you used to probably be able to make an incredible amount of money year after year off just selling Eagles' best hits, the greatest hits, well, over and over and one, over and over. I think again. they still do make pretty good money off that. Yeah, it's the number one, album, like number one album of all time. To, not yeah. like they used to. You know what I'm saying? Because people don't buy albums. And so, because if you're in, if you're in Smashing Pumpkins or you're in one of these bands, fill in the blank of any nostalgic band. There's decent you money used in to streaming, make, dude. You used to make crazy money just from selling records, and Metallica certainly right in that list. They probably made in 2007. They probably made incredible amounts of money just on the amount of times they resold Master Puppets and Ride the Lightning, and they're not doing that anymore. And so they got to figure out new ways to keep that income stream coming. And I think, you know, you're going to start to see a lot more of these bands like merchandise in that way. Uh, a lot more bands go, uh, not necessarily Kiss, but down the Kiss but path. I don't think this they're, is they're, they're, this isn't, yeah. No, but this, they're not going to be like selling these at their concerts. They're going to try to sell these wholesale to, to Nixon sure. accounts. I'm sure they People will. People aren't going to buy that. Or direct to consumer. And I don't really too. think it make, even makes them that much money is knowing how big a company like Nixon is. They're not, I'm sure they're, this is so making the entire band maybe I'm sure it's 500 a, grand that they got to split. Uh, yeah, I'm sure it's, it's not a, that much. Like a 20 to 25% royalty on every Yeah, they're not sold. getting paid that much. The watches are ranging anywhere it's, from 200 to 750. Yeah, but you're not going to sell. They're probably only going to sell 10,000 total. Yeah. You know, it's not. So yeah, 200 grand, not a whole lot. It's not a whole lot. I, I will say this though. Like Nixon uh, is doing this more for the marketing side of things, yeah. for sure. Oh, it's it's a great move for Nixon. For so sure. it's, you're gonna you gotta figure. They're gonna Nixon's doing this to take a loss. It's gonna be marketing, but also watches like like tradition. Like Vans is a company that's that's even better than Nike has done really well with leveraging, uh, uh, legacy, cool, act, uh, both both hip hop and rock acts, and using it in product and making yeah. it work. Uh, Nike kind of does. I mean, Nike. It's hard to to really fault Nike for anything they do. And it, and it, it, but it's a lot different than this, where you're just slapping a logo on a watch and going Metallica. It's, you know, you're Metallica too. There, there's a lot more money in streaming than people think. It's typically, yeah, Metallica's making pretty good money. It's not what it was though. He's saying it's not what it was, but I'm saying if you release, if they we, were making millions of dollars a year in just reselling the Black Album. You know what I'm, I'm saying? Not discounting that at all, but I would imagine. I mean, they're they're. I'm looking on Spotify right now. Their top ten songs all have over 100 million streams. Typically speaking, each million streams on Spotify pays about three grand, three to four grand, depending on how many of them are paid users versus free users. That that's being, not that much then. That's that's the, just this year. N I don't know. This is probably all time. But what I was going to say it's not is that much money. Then it's not that much with their old catalog. But when you become the size of Metallica and the way everything works, you don't need a label anymore. You're Metallica. You can it's release true. your own stuff. They release their own album the next time. They're going to keep all of that four grand. Yeah, but 
you're missing my point. They've been doing that for a while. You're missing my point is that they, by the time 2003 or four rolled around, they had built a lifestyle and they have homes and art collections and cars. Oh yeah. And I'm saying for that to keep doing that because they probably went from making 10 to $15 million a year to making like one. Yeah. Like that, you know, and there's five of them. Exactly. How did, Versus how, you know, I've never really gotten a good bearing. Obviously, like Lars is kind of a dickhead. I've never really gotten a good bearing on Hatfield. <laughs> What's he like? He was on Rogan. Isn't he, no, is he kind of, kind he of how you would like, expect? Or yeah, is he seems he... like a, a bro that got rich. Yeah. He moved away, moved to the country. He likes to hunt and fish. and He kind of is starting to look like Ted Nugent. Moved away from the Bay Area because he's like, you couldn't take it anymore. It's just too, it's just, he's like, and I'm a rock and roller, but I mean, it's just so liberal. I, I you know, you couldn't, you couldn't go anywhere. Yeah. There's always a march. There's always a thing. People would leave notes on his cars because they were too gas consuming. You know, he's like, I can't, <laughs> I got, I had to move away. I moved, he moved to like Colorado and you know, he just really people did that to him. Mm-hmm. That's funny. Have you ever thought about why so much weird shit happens in Colorado for such a, for such a, it's supposed Small to be such place. a healthy area. Cause cowboys. No, like weird, terrible things happening. Like Columbine and uh, John Benet Ramsey and, the altitude. Like, there's well, always there's really a lot weird. of weird shit that happens Colorado's outside really of Denver. Because and then also the weird shit with the with the airport. Like that. There's all this weird like Colorado's really weird. It's kind of like um uh Oregon in that it's a strange mixture of the most liberal, wacky, hippie, super progressive people with sincere fucking cowboys. cowboys like yeah. real Clive and Bundy motherfucking cowboys, country folk that do not give a shit and all have guns and all like to shoot and hunt. And, and that, that world lives amongst the most progressive vegan Prius driving liberals. And it's, so it's a straight, I think a lot of times when you have that mixture, goofy shit happens, you know? But I remember like it's reading, not, I was reading like at the time that the job, and I don't, it was somewhere around this, this number, but at the time, cause you look like, look at the job in a Ramsey cage, which, which is a, just a bizarre case oh, that yeah. they could not figure that one out. Uh, there was like four other major serial killer cases open. Now that didn't happen in, in Denver, it happened outside of Denver. Yeah. But still, like in that area, there was like more than LA. Same with Washington. Washington State has so many serial That's killers. That's true. So- Bundy went up there and the 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 other guy. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Washington State is a lot of wacky shit. Yeah, but... Re- re- <laughs> I'm telling you, whenever you mix You're not urban liberals with... Real deal, country folk, wacky shit happens. Do you think it's the religion? Do you think it's the religion part clashing? You think maybe, that's what it does? Maybe I don't know. I don't know. Why. I'm just I'm pointing out. Like if you look at Washington State, Oregon, Colorado, um, Nevada's a little bit that way, dude. Nothing is as weird as Florida, though, right? We'd all well, agree. Florida's yeah. just like, but Florida, Florida, like you expect Florida's that out of Florida. Beast. You expect Florida's that out of Florida. Beast. Colorado's supposed to be this really healthy state. Like guys, like at pro athletes always go there to train. It's supposed to be yeah. like you know uh, the Olympic training centers there. Yeah, the Olympic training centers there. There's a lot, there's a ton of really good art schools in in uh, Colorado. Uh, we're like Florida. It's like they got Miami and then the Keys and then. It's a good it's point, just, though. Colorado is the most liberal of of the Midwest, probably, right? If you can count it, is it I, I guess say, I would I almost count it, it Southwest. Midwest. I, uh, yeah, I mean, more, it's more like I think anything that anything that touches on the Grand Canyon, you got to kind of count it as the Southwest. Southwest. Yeah. So I mean, it's Arizona and New Mexico, Texas, those states always tend to be very. Uh, conservative right wing, yeah. Jim Blossom's one of the best Southwestern rock bands of all time. <laughs> no, fuck you. You <laughs> the don't like the greatest Southwestern rock band is the Meat Puppets. Well, same era. 
All, They're better. All way out better. Of, all out of, all way out of, better. I think most, most... Way better. They came, Same they, era. They, they all came from Tempe. <laughs> no, they all came no, from... Area all, there was era? A scene, there was a scene in Tempe. It was like, it was like Meat Puppets, Jim Blossoms, and way the refreshments. Better. You remember the refreshments? I do. Yeah. This guy rides or dies for fucking... Hey, Jill, he's a great awesome. jam. It's so a great weird, song. Dude. It's a great it's so, song. It's not. It really is. It really is. But... <laughs> On the list of your favorite one-hit wonders, is that number one? Do you count the Red Blind as a one-hit wonder? Because I, I like them. No, a they had a couple. They had, they had a, a lot couple. of hits, huh? They probably yeah, had three yeah. Or four. Hey, Jealousy is probably my favorite one-hit wonder. I'll give it that. Wow, that's crazy. In rock, probably for sure. We're calling that rock now, too, huh? Well, yeah, they played okay. it. On, they played it on K Rock when it first came out. It's rock. Jealousy. Great song. No, it isn't. <laughs> Great song. Oh, dude, I can't wait for the Jim Blossoms Bush tour. I'm gonna be friends. Well, you still got to take him to the one to to the bush uh, to the other one. The cult with the uh, the cult. I want to see the cult so bad though. Have I've you seen ever the seen cult. the cult? Yeah. Ian Ashbury. You know what? Ian Ashbury, one of the most underrated frontmen, definitely stage presence wise. I saw him sing for the doors. I saw him sing for the doors. Huh? Mm-hmm. So I'm glad we're talking about best this stage because moves. best stage moves easily. Uh, no, Axel. Axel, I don't know. He, he's pretty underrated. Fucking fire. Ian Asbury's got that dance. It's pretty dope. Yeah. The fucking fire, fire woman. What is it called? What's that song called? Uh, fire woman. Fire woman, right? Yeah. I was kind of on your side with the Bush thing. I don't <laughs> expect you and to go down the Jim Blossom no, hole no, with no, me. No, I'm just letting you know that I subscribe to it. Glycerine came good, on good the radio the other day. And oh my God. Is dude, it bad? It's bad. This guy was. This guy was. Ryan Shuck was in the office like two months ago, and this guy was sucking his dick. Going like, "Yeah, Bush is amazing." Listen, I I think uh, you're just trying to please Mike. I think Gavin Rossdale is like a super attractive. Very very attractive man. If you go back and listen to Sixteen Tone, player too. Bush kind of feels like they wanted to make a grunge band in a lab. Yes, that's it. They're grunge boy band, but they're not though. They're not a boy band. They they came together organically. You can't call them a boy band. But But they came together organically to make shit. They weren't put together like a like a by a record label. They they came together organically and made poo. So. You like you like you you have some terrible calls for when it comes to music. So I can't even talk. You you what? like a West Borland's band, Dumbface or whatever, Big Dumbface. Yeah, I do exactly. I like Big Dumbface. I need to go listen to that. No, you don't. <laughs> it's it, but it's it's out there. I mean, I know the, I know that that has no pop sensibility whatsoever. I like it because I like Ween. Uh, but I would never you know, argue it's like, that. It's fucking. I would never argue though that Bush is uh, is like is good. Like like if somebody if like an alien landed, like I wouldn't give them. Sixteen Stone is like this to understand <laughs> culture. You need to hear this. I would I never do that. I don't hate Bush like he does, but they're definitely not even in the top ten of bands of the nineties. No, I agree. Oh, okay, I hate I hate a most absolutely. I hate not. most. What they have one consider. album. They only I don't have one like, album. I hate Stone Temple Pilots. Oh, see, I'd put them in the top ten for sure. Mm, I, but do you uh, hate them because you don't like because Scott Weiland's a dick? No, or was it, a dick? It was I actually always really nice to me? Really? Yeah, I think were so. the brothers I, nice to you? Huh. Very recently, too. Interesting. Um, I don't know what they were like at like their peak because I was just a little boy. Maybe they were probably dicks like divas then, but (laughs) I was a little boy. Um, they were they were always very. Dude, nice. How do you not like Stone Temple Pilots? Like I, it, to me, even Scott Weiland, like he's just. I don't like you. Don't like LA Rock, huh? You don't like it. You don't like the. You don't like any of those bands. You don't like the Peppers. You don't like. You don't. No, you don't. Are there any bands at LA that you like that got big? That from LA? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, Faith Faith No More. You like? Bron- they're from Bay Area. Oh yeah, you're right. GNR are from LA. Right? I love Guns N' Roses. I love Guns N' Roses. I Is fucking- Axel from LA? They kind of came together, I believe. 
one of them. I think Slash is from LA. Slash, Slash is, Slash is yeah, born in He's a BMX and sell Quaaludes all over the Good all over Slash. Hollywood. They're um, technically an LA band. Um, yeah, Guns N' Roses is from Austin. I love Guns N' Roses. Okay. I love uh, well, Black Flag. I have fucking Black uh, Flag yeah, tattoos. That's true. Um, uh, the Germs. I love the Germs. Yeah. But when I think seminal K-Rock bands, like obviously I'm 37. I don't like any of the seminal K-Rock You don't like any of those? No. Like I, so you don't like like, like Alanis Morissette or- No, I, I like Alanis. I like what was, what was the hardest part about working in K-Rock I don't like I don't like 90s alt-rock. Okay. That, now, but but yeah. Stone Temple Pilots aren't 90s alt-rock. Yeah, they are. The, the reason I like Stone Temple Pilots because they sound too like, they're like a bar band, you know? Like the, yeah, they the sound like, a, like, oh yeah, I don't like it. I don't like Pearl Jam. I don't like that at oh, all. Really? Oh, really? Wow. We're going to have beef on that one. Did you I, like, I, like, did you I like, like, uh, did you I like, like Jane's Addiction? I love Jane's Addiction. Did you love, love Jane's Addiction? That's an LA band. That's I love Jane's band. Addiction. I love Jane's Addiction. I love Nirvana. I love Alice in Chains. Yeah, Alice in Chains things like that. What are you talking about? But Alice in Chains um, had a, had a, they played like minor chords. They had a much more, like darker, but that voice that you sang in that's was what's it's his name? It's not even uh, the Yarling. Stale, what's it's name? not even the Glenn Yarling. That I, what's I don't his name like that died? Lane, Lane Staley. 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 Yeah, I don't like. Um, I don't like very pedestrian. You probably rock. like Godsmack too, didn't you? No, oh. no. I don't like pedestrian rock. I don't like any straightforward. Did rock. you like new metal at all? No, that's the worst. That's the worst. There's some, nothing worse than new metal. I, I, look, you like Slipknot, huh? I love. They're Slipknot, terrible. Yeah. I love their. There's some corn that I listen to where I go. Corn. At least it's. It's different. You know, at the time, like- Yeah, it was different at the time. Look, they're- You can't be mad at corn. They were putting out albums in the, you know, not- a follow, Late 90s. Prior to Follow the Leader, they were putting out some stuff that was really different and experimental and that it I, was. I dig. You know? Absolutely. I can't, corn is not, I don't, like, I don't lump them in with, with Limp Bizkit and uh, POD and that shit. Yeah. They're, they're, they're definitely- I don't, I don't, I don't like very straightforward 90s- Chase was a huge Papa Roach fan. <laughs> Favorite band. All time. I don't like. Uh, I don't like that stuff. I like. I like. I like. STP. Though, I like a really. They're they're not as good as you think. They really are as good as. I think. No, go back and listen. Like I do. I listen to. I listen to uh, the singles. Vaseline was on the other day. It's the singles like still are still an amazing good. song. To me, I, rock music has to be either really poppy, like really straightforward mm. pop, or it has to be fucked up. That's why I like Nirvana because Nirvana was like Beatles songs, but they were fucked up a little. Like there was something a little Nirvana off. Nirvana was like what Beatles was like the Beatles. They were very pop, very poppy, very straightforward pop, pop music. Sensibility. But they, but it was just, just a little. Just because the music was, like was a, simple, there was the a little really tinge. Simple. But yeah. they, but they wrote pop music. I mean, like it, it, they're almost. Like, I was listening. But to that's a, the argument, right? Because nothing. This is when like Seb, who, who's usually on here with us. He, I was. You can't. There's nothing that starts as pop music. That doesn't true. start that way. Pop is popular. It gets pop. No, that's not true. No, there's pop that is a style of music where there's writing where the where it's verse chorus verse bridge verse bridge chorus. Like there's very standard uh, kind of formulaic things that are pop music. And I, I Nirvana was excellent at writing. They they I mean Kurt loved he worshipped at the altar of John Lennon and the idea of writing songs that would stick in people's heads were catchy. And even though he came from a world like the, this kind of acid punk world of listening to you know like. Uh, like Butthole Surfers and the Melvins and that world where the things were really avant-garde. He liked, you know, Aerosmith and 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 the Beatles and things. And and I loved I loved Nirvana for the sake of the you could they were like kids songs. They were children. They're really catchy and repetitive, and they had great choruses and great melody. But they were just like something just a little off. Like the the drums would be a little too loud, or their fuzz would be a little too over the top. You know, it was something was different about it. I don't understand your argument that things don't start pop. Justin Bieber, Ariana Grande, you, you, all those, they always, those were always pop. Ed Sheeran was always pop. Yeah. There was no like, 
like you hear, you hear, you, you hear, say the weekend started as pop. The weekend, no. There are guys that go more pop to try to grab a larger audience afterwards. But there are, but you can't discount that a lot of people just start as pop. Like, like then there's like System of a Down, who I'm not, I'm not really a fan of. I like them as people, but I'm not a fan of them. That was never pop. There was even never, even though it was massive. It was even though it was huge. It was popular. Yeah. That's not pop music. No, There's no. It's very unorthodox. It's off kilter. The, the time signatures and everything. It's all fucked up. P- tool. That's never yeah. been pop music. But like we were talking mm-hmm. about last week about the like Kings of Leon. That's a perfect example of a group that went pop. Yep. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, on that but, album, they went pop. But that's because you get to a certain point as a band, you need to need to kind of adapt or die or change. Mm-hmm. Radiohead never had to. Okay, but Radiohead's an anomaly. You can't bring Radiohead into that kind of argument. Because I think no, Radiohead, really Radiohead will have to start doing like the Metallica stuff. You're going to start seeing so. Radiohead nope. doing more shit. I don't think shit. that'll nope. ever happen. Nope, because they don't care. Their fan base yeah. is so loyal. And I don't think they... And they, the other difference is what we brought. What you I just think, brought up about I think they're Metallica, playing with house money and they know it. But you just brought up with Metallica is they need to make money. Yeah. These guys don't care. This is so bad. They don't care about money and they don't care about... Look at the all black one. There's the the black watch is the only one that's a, that's good, with the skull in the middle. No, just the there's it a straight says Metallica black one. on a watch. I'm just not into it. Anyways, all right, you got to get out of here. Let's wrap this up. Anything else, boys? The U.S. government has hundreds of chimps that they use in experiments year round. I just got that from NPR. Right this second. Doesn't surprise me. I want to see surprised it's only hundreds. I, I want to see government yeah. chimps. They're probably chain smoking. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty <laughs> good. That's pretty <laughs> good. Drinking whiskey. Yeah, that's pretty good. All right, guys. Thanks. Ian Black.